everybody. Welcome to You Effect, your resource for stories of passion and wisdom from your favorite celebrities and industry leaders, committed to bring you entertainment with an inspiring twist. Hi everyone, this is your host Kelly Lavelle. In this episode, we have award-winning casting director and producer Marcy Luroff joining us. Marcy has been involved in a multitude of well-known names and projects in the industry. Everything from your classics like E.T. and Indiana Jones to your new age classics like Freaky Friday and Mean Girls and Vampire Academy. She certainly has a lot of industry insight to share with us. I had the fun opportunity of joining her in her home in Beverly Hills and sitting down with her to kind of tangibly talk about strategies and tips to have our message heard and stand out from the crowd. How do we secure that interview spot or create that winning pitch to really make our message heard? Without further ado, let's hear some of the tips and insights that Marcy has to share with us. You Effect is pleased to have Marcy Laroff here with us today. She's a casting director and Hollywood producer. Now, Marcy, I have to ask you, how does one get into becoming a casting director? Well, I kind of fell into it, actually. I was working at a talent agency called ICM at the time, which is one of the largest agencies in the world, and I was assistant to one of the agents there. And I was very young, and I was kind of using it for my schooling, in a way. And I stayed there for about a year and a half, and I realized I really didn't want to be an agent, but through working there, I realized what a casting director did and started pursuing casting. Well, I think it's really interesting because it's one of those hidden talents when you look at your blockbuster films like for example your classic of mean girls and mm -hmm. things like that we can't sometimes envision another actor playing those roles like we 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 assimilate that the entire story with those characters mm -hmm. but the magic behind that is actually in the casting of finding those characters that's true and a lot of times we underestimate the power behind that mm -hmm. well today is actually the 10th anniversary of mean girls Believe it or not, I oh my gosh! I, today is the day <laughs> today is that, it, that it came out ten years ago, and I cast that movie um, over ten years ago. And if you're, if I'm doing my job well, if I'm casting a movie well, the the casting should be seamless and kind of invisible, so that you don't see the casting. It's just like you said, like you can't imagine anyone else playing those roles. It should the casting should kind of disappear into it, and the actors should disappear into those roles so that nobody sticks sticks out too much, so that it seems believable and credible. So, take me through a little bit of the casting process. Then, how do you go about finding those that that seamless fit? Well, it's a it's a long and arduous process. They usually hire me about ten to twelve weeks before we start shooting, and so after they green light the film and they hire the director, the casting director, director is usually the next person cast, so we, uh, or hired, excuse me, so we, we start very early on in the process. And it's just a matter of me reading the script and coming up with my ideas and, and thinking outside the box and bringing in people to audition and they read with me. And we just slowly start narrowing down the, the herd in a way until we get to a few of our finalists and then we screen test them and we have them read with each other and see who makes sense chemistry-wise. But how do you refine the art of casting directors? It's not like an actor where you can take courses and really train and things like that. It's such a, uh, it's hard to describe the feeling that I have. It's very instinctual. It's really in my gut about what is right and what makes sense 
in a role. And many times I like to take chances and, and the role will be one, written one way and I will think that's interesting, but let me try, let's try this other actor. He, I know it's not written that way, but he or she might bring something really interesting to the role. So, you know, what makes me good at what I do is just, you know, seeing a lot of, of um, actors and knowing a lot of, of different actors and and using my gut to see what fits together. You almost craft the story in a lot of ways. You bring it off the pages. Oh. True. It's really working with the filmmaker to help them bring about their vision for what this film or television show should be. Now, uh, generally when you cast, like it's very hard for when you're casting for all the actors and things to stand out from the crowd and really kind of make their statement. Do you, and I know you're, you're coaching a lot as well. You coach actors in doing so. Mm-hmm. How do you coach them to, to stand out and, and empower them? Well, there, there are many ways uh, to do that, but a lot of it has to do with helping them get out of their own way. So many times people will come in in an audition and they're pushing it and they're not being real. And you have to be, I have to see the honesty in the actor and I have to see the truth of the character. And so it, it, a lot of it is just getting them to kind of relax into their own skin so that they can bring out what's unique and best in them. Well, I think that translates, though, beyond just acting and, and film in itself. That translates to regular life. Sure. I think that's something young people struggle with on a daily basis is, is finding, can we be comfortable in our own skin and, and being vulnerable in some sense. Uh, do you see that correlation at all in the work that you do? Well, many times people have told me that uh, I produced a DVD for auditioning called Marcy Leroff's Audition Boot Camp. And many people have bought it who are not actors, who have other jobs in the world, and they said that it completely translates. A lot of what I'm teaching translates because, it, like you said, it really does affect you in any situation, be it, be it a business situation or, or just in life, about being uh, comfortable with who you are. I mean, as a young person, do you feel the pressure to fit in and be accepted and, and fit into a certain group? I mean, do you feel that? I do, and I feel in a lot of ways um, you're, you're pressured to sometimes um, hide, well, not necessarily hide, but push aside your own interests and passions mm-hmm. to conform a certain way. I, re- I used to be bullied in school, and I remember it was even that catty bullying, like Mean Girls in some mm-hmm. sense, where you want to fit in with the right crowd, and in order to do so, your interests have to be what they want. Right. You say what they expect, and in a way, you lose a part of yourself to conform. And I think beyond just even girls and just youth in general do feel that, that there you have to even if you embrace your stereotype, so maybe you're a nerd and you decide to embrace that you're a nerd, mm-hmm. that in itself you'll fall into the stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> you're damned if you do and damned if you yes. don't. But I think a lot of it is just being comfortable with who you are, and that comes with age, I think. It just comes with experience as well. But it sounds like, though, if you can refine that art early enough, sure. you'll be that much more ahead. And It's true, but I think... You're an exception to the rule in that I don't think people learn that lesson until much later in life, if ever, sometimes. But to have that at your age is very unique. So there's definitely something to refine and work on if you want to, if you want to stand out and you want to, and you want to pursue your goals. If the first place to start with is figuring out who you are. Exactly. And embracing that. Now, uh, who is Marcy uh, beyond 
uh, casting director and producer that we know. Uh, do you have anything unique or interesting that would surprise us to learn about you? Uh, well, as you can see by being around my house, I have all this pottery that I've made. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I used to make pottery on the wheel and have several pieces that I've made and sold. And uh, I'm really into animals and animal rescue. And uh, what else? Love to garden and cook and and uh, what else? Now, has animal, your community work, like animal mm -hmm. rescue and things like that, has that ever entered into your career at all? Like, have you found that they cross over? Uh, it ha I mean, I can use my, my little bit of celebrity sometimes in terms of getting the word out about rescuing dogs or, or just like whatever the passion project is. Like, I'm, I've really gotten involved in social media in the last few years and have a lot of followers and so I've got a lot of you know ears that are listening to what it is whatever my project might be and so if I need to place a dog or I need a ride for a dog up north that can easily happen because I've got I can put the word out there to my network well I like that because one of the things youth have in particular that's readily available to them for any causes, they have media, They're, they have their networks. Mm -hmm. In regards of how small or big they, they might be, they have those ears to listen to. And if we're able to strengthen our voice, be it whatever cause we're passionate about, that is one step that we easily can take mm -hmm. to make a difference. And mm -hmm. sometimes we underestimate the power of that. When you've been casting, has there been, I'm sure you've had so many different experiences and you've probably met so many different diverse personalities. Mm -hmm. Has there been one memory that stands out to you in your casting experience or one individual that you've casted for that really just stands out? Oh, uh, God. It, that's kind of like asking me, you know, what's my favorite child? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they were all amazing. I, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is when I cast E.T., and uh, the little boy that played, that we ultimately picked to play the lead, um, Elliot. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this is online, but his audition was pretty memorable in that we asked him to do an, uh, an improv with my boss. And he was nine years old and he was so into it from the moment it started. And I often show this tape to my students or classes or clients to show them what acting should be all about. It's so believable what he did. And he was just nine years old. And it's it really because children have such amazing imaginations. And as we get older, we're st we start building an ego and start kind of locking down that imagination and putting up those walls because we want to be cool, you know. Mm -hmm. but, but children, when they're, they're acting, are, are just amazing. Now, I'm part of an organization called Entertainment Coaching, and what they're looking to do is the founders created it because they were tired of people getting taken advantage of in the industry and the scandals There's and things. There's a lot of that. And they're looking to really coach and mentor and bring in professionals like yourself to mm -hmm. mentor aspiring talent in, in all genres, from acting, modeling, and singing. And what your thoughts are on, on the industry in general, and if you feel something like this, is important and in your experience would that have changed if this tool was available to some of your clients ahead of time? Well I do a lot of this myself using social media to mm -hmm. help get the word out because with the advent of the internet it's now made a lot of people use it to their advantage to try and scam people and to be advertising goods that they can't possibly deliver and so through social media I'm constantly 
shining a light on these organizations that are taking advantage of people, you know, like these talent groups that come into town who are, you know, offering to discover you and then they want to charge you ten, twenty thousand dollars for this package that they're putting together where they take your headshots and they introduce you to agents and it's it's all nonsense. And so I think it's good if you can be exposing those kinds of things and just educating people. I mean that education is really priceless. And probably from your experience as well, the ones that you, the actors that you work with, the ones who are taking the initiative to be coached and mm-hmm. and, and learn the craft, uh, are probably faring a little bit better in their careers. And it's very easy to get discouraged by those closed doors and the rejection. And you need a certain fire and spark. Absolutely. In you, you've got to want to do this, one hundred and ten percent. It's so hard. There's so much competition. So, but you 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 want to be able to do you you need to do this for the right reasons also and clarify what those are I mean I'm sure you've seen lots of kid actors that get into this because their parents push them into it and it wasn't even their idea whenever I meet kids young younger actors I always ask them how they got started and when they say something like oh well my mom thought it would be a good idea or this lady found me in a mall and the next thing I knew I'm an actor you can t- those kids don't make it. It's the kids that say, I asked my mom I want to be an actor and, and I wanted to take classes and she said no. And then next year I asked her and she said no. And then I asked her again and then finally she let me do it. Those kids survive because you can tell it's something that they have to do. Mm-hmm. When I ask them, why do you want to act? And they say, I can't imagine doing anything else. Or I, I, I'm a storyteller. I want to tell stories. Those are the kids that make it. They have that, that, that motivation fire, yeah. and the fire. That's and, true. That's yeah. coming from them. And what motivates you in your work then? I, like I said, I kind of fell into this. I didn't grow up wanting to be a casting director. I didn't even know what that was. But once I, I found it, and I found it by kind of jumping around to a lot of different jobs within the industry. So I think, you know, if you're growing up and you're just trying to figure out where, you know, what you want to do, you, you might need to be going into a few different jobs within the field that you are interested in until you find it and it finds you. And then once that, once that happens, then you can flourish and then you can go forward. But I, I'm, not, I, I'm forgetting what your original question was now. <laughs> what motivates you? Oh, uh, for me, you know, since I found this, it's really you know, putting together a really great cast is very exciting to me. And, and, you know, maybe finding some new talent and being able to call them and tell them that they got the role and fostering them through that process is very exciting to me. And working with great filmmakers is, is just, it's so exciting. So if we were to do a couple quick tips for young aspiring artists who are, who are mm-hmm. looking to make it in the industry, um, number one in casting is to, to, be, to be yourself and have that acceptance and truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would be some other quick tips? Uh, to be prepared, be really prepared, uh, come in having made some choices for the role and, uh, don't just recite the lines. Many times, uh, kids come in and they think the whole point is to have things memorized. And so all they're doing is just in a very robotic sense, repeating the lines, but there's no heart in it. There's Mm -hmm. no meaning behind the lines. And so they have to find that. 
I think that's really true. Sometimes we, we think that the role is supposed to be a certain way, and we don't want to present it any other way. But right. the out-of-the-box thinkers that sure. that show you a bold stance, even if it's not the, the maybe the view you want of that role, it shows that you're willing to be daring and take exactly. it and make it your own. Exactly. You're exactly right. And if you had a superpower and you could change just one thing in the world, <laughs> what would it be? Oh, my God. One, I can only have one thing? <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> it seems so cliche to say, but world peace, of course. Because once we have that, everything else will... So what would your superpower f- be then, to make oh, world peace? I, I would just go like that. <laughs> <laughs> or I would wiggle my nose. <laughs> A little bewitched. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think we need to, we need to start take caring of, taking care of each other and taking care of this planet. Because if we don't... There's going to be nothing left. You know, the, the, the planet is, is screaming out to us right now, telling us that we're doing something wrong. And we need to stop uh, doing all, the, all the, the things that we're doing environmentally, or we're not going to be here long enough to, to, uh, to see, to see any, any more. Well, I think in some ways, then, you, you're, you're, the outcome might be world peace, but your, your superpower mm-hmm. is actually a conscience. In a lot uh-huh. of ways, good way. Of yeah, being good aware way of, of what uh-huh. our problems are and, and taking action. Mm-hmm. Yes, supreme conscience consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you again thank so you. much for your time and sharing some of your insights. You're you're clearly um, paving a road of success and writing your own success story as you carve the success of all the movies you're working on. And I'm just so excited to see what projects you have upcoming. <laughs> thank you. You too. It was great talking to you. Thanks for tuning in to U-Effect. I'm your host, Kelly Lavelle. For daily inspiration and insights, you can follow me at Kelly A. Lavelle on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat. And until our next episode, remember, change starts with you.